I see heaven come down. I see glory fill. I see the sons of men rising up. Those marked by the blood of the Lamb. Who have not defiled themselves with the things of this world. I see crater in the eye offices that rule the world. I see the power of the Most High resting upon His saints. And I see them elevated, shooting to the skies and sitting in those offices. They became the desire of the nations. I see the defense of the devil broken completely. As the king of heaven blew his wind, and no man can stop him. I see unmerited favor resting upon the faithful. It calls for the heart of men who profess his name to be very faithful in this season. For the time of demarcation has begun, says the Lord. I've been teaching you on living a victorious life. When you are born again, you are born to be victorious. A born again is not somebody who is defeated. And I say this, you know, very provocatively. Because many have misrepresented the Lord. In this season, God is giving voices across the globe. To people who will speak of him as he spoke about himself. When you are born again, you don't need deliverance from any mortal man. Because the Bible says, whosoever the son set free is free indeed. Let me tell you, from the day you are born again, you are as powerful as the most powerful in the church. Because we do not have small Holy Spirit and big Holy Spirit. But what happens is that... You can say, but why, why am I not able to operate in some realm? Very simple. What makes a husband is in a baby boy. What makes a father is in a baby boy. And what gives birth to human being is in a baby girl. It's not going to be manufactured after they have been born. They were born with it. But as they grow... In the nourishment of men, they start to function, going from one stage of functionality to the other. However, they are not lesser men or lesser women than those who give birth to them. So are those who are born of God. You are fully God's. And the spirit of the Most High and His power resides in you. As it is that if the baby, a baby who cannot utter a word, felt threatened, the only way that baby can express himself or herself is to cry. And when that baby cries, it is the duty of the parents to find out why. Because the baby's language cannot be understood by parents. So is anyone born again. Once you are born again, it's a matter of recognizing that God lives in you. Every cry of your heart is hard on her instantly. Even if you do not understand, if you cannot communicate why you are crying. And God's people need to know this, that the church of God has been lied to enough by people who have no divine encounter with God. In this season, a new face is blown upon the earth. So that those who want to gain understanding may gain understanding. And who are those? Those are the people who want to remain in the word that is written. You don't want to lean on the philosophy of men or thoughts that could have been propagated by some men who classify themselves to be intellectuals or intelligent. You want to bury all your knowledge and intelligence and let the word of God be true. In the book of 1 Corinthians, therefore, chapter 15, verse 57, it says, But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory. That word gives us the victory is present continuous tense. Which means that it is a progressive and continuous victory throughout your life. But that victory is through our Lord Jesus Christ. So everyone born again 
You can fight the devil. You can fight demons alone without any help. You can overcome Satan. You can overcome demons. You only need knowledge of the word of God. I will together now. Because your victory is not in man. It is through Jesus Christ. So what man owe you is to inform you. Give you the necessary information so that you can run with it. If you look further into the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, But thanks be to God, He always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ, and through us spread everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of Him. And King James Version says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ, and make it manifest the Savior and the Savior of His knowledge by us in every place. So for anyone born again today, what that person needs is the knowledge of what born again means. If you, don't, if you lack the knowledge of what born again means, then you will be under elementary spirits, elemental spirits, demons of hell. We intimidate you, will oppress you, not because they have the power, but because they are preying on your ignorance. And if you say you claim you are born again and you don't know the word of God, and you turn away from reading the word of God, you make yourself vulnerable to unnecessary um, pressure from the devil, unnecessary abuse. I will together now. So you understand by the scriptures that Jesus is always leading those who believe in him. But those who believe in him must always follow his leading. Not only that. Those who believe in him also must recognize that wherever Jesus leads you is continuous victory. He will lead you into battle. When he led, when he led Israel out of Egypt, the Bible says in the book of Exodus chapter 14, we've just as a church read that in the past three weeks. He said God did not lead them through the way of Philistines, though it was shorter. And he says further, that because if they go to the way of Philistine, they will face war. But the next verse says, Israel left Egypt armed for battle. Which means they were armed for battle, however, they don't know how to use the arms. And so God led them to the Dead Sea, the Red Sea rather, the Red Sea, where there is no way. Why did God lead them to the place where there is no way? Which one is easier? For God to lead them to Philistines and fight battle for them. Because we know how God fights. Or to lead them to the Red Sea. I choose Red Sea. Because if they didn't go, if God led them to Philistines, it would just be another nation destroyed by God and then they move on. I would together. But we will not see the wonders of God over creation. When the Bible began to explain about the miracle of the Red Sea, he said when, when, when they got to Red Sea, God went to Pharaoh and hardened his heart. I'm talking to you like this because you have all read the scriptures, so I don't need to take you back there. But if you read from chapter 13 to chapter 14, you will, you will get all this story. And God led them, the Exodus, God led them, and then when they came to death, then God went to Pharaoh and said, pursue them. Hallelujah. It's not because of their sin. God told Pharaoh to pursue. I told you all the time I deal with this scripture that any time that Satan pursues a Christian is because God allowed him to do so. Okay? Oh, someone says to you, what did you do for them? What I did for them is that I'm a child of God. Okay? So, and anybody who is a child of God, Satan will pursue you because it's by God's bidding. Why will God allow Satan to pursue a child of God? Because God wants to do the same thing he did at Red Sea, to gain glory over the devil. That's the only reason. It just happens that we are just the, the tool between God and Satan. God wants to display his power and splendor through us who are weak in creation. To confound the spirits that he created. Who in creation they are mightier. But then, who in position? They are lower. It is like a muscular man being a bodyguard of a child of a millionaire. Who commands? Is it the muscles? No. It is that child who commands the muscular, the muscular man. Okay? So, the Lord caused 
the blast of his nostril. Blasted from his nostril into the sea. And the waters, a wild wind came. <coughs> and the waters congealed. We examine that by our science of today, by physics. And we understand the principle of congelation. That it is just heavy, heavy wind blown on an either. And we congeal. So the scripture was correct, both in manifestation and in analysis by the science of man. Water became walls. That is the God you have accepted who now lives inside you as a Christian. I'm talking about living a victorious life and I'm finishing it today. Listen to me. Let me help you understand this, those of you who are involved in oceanography or geodesy. River always flow in one direction at a time. Okay? Or, or the sea, whatever. The, the river was flowing downstream. God blew a breath into the river. The river flowing upstream stopped because the wind of God is in the middle, like a turbine. Okay? So the river coming upstream stopped because the wind is resisting it. Now explain to me what happened to the river that has gone downstream. He was pulled back. He was pulled back. I want those of you who did physics to think very well with me. I want to talk about that. If you are an oceanographer or if you, are, if you did geodesy. That the resultant force was reversed on the other side. So that it forms a wall as well. Why? There will be no way for escape for your enemies. Okay? It is a sign that cannot be understood in this age, whatever we become. Because the wind of God blowing as a turbine in the midst of it, we can understand in our science how it can stop the water coming upstream because the pressure of the water coming upstream, upstream with the pressure of the wind will cause congelation. We know that in physics, basic, isn't it? However, who can explain to me the water that have been caught up downstream now reversing back and then interacting with the turbine power of the breath of God. So that nose breath blasting must have spread beyond that. He must have gone beyond the spot. He must have gone back to the water that have gone and pulled them all back. Why? Because the one who created heavens and the earth has come to battle. He has come to display his splendor and power and mystery so that mortal men may know that he is God and there is no other. He did what the magicians of Egypt cannot do. He did what no astronomer can do, astrologer. He confused the eternal science of mankind until we reach him before we can understand that science. And then, let me tell you another thing that I always saw. From hydrographic point of view, when you are going into a sea, what we know from hydrography is that you have chasms. That is, you'll be going a gentle slope with small, small rocks, and then you drop into a big gull, and then you see hills and mountains on the seabed. That's what you find in seabed. We notice that from what is called echo sounding. I've done all these things as a land surveyor. What happened is this. The people of Israel could never have walked on that bed, that dry land, if the dry land was just the dry land as it was. No. God made a highway in the midst of the sea. He covered all the chasms. He covered all the stones that can pebbles, that can hinder them, all the mountains. They became flat because God was in the midst of it. How would you doubt that God? How dare you doubt that God? Some people ask me, what is your confident apostle? This is my confidence. I know God and who he is. I know what he can do. I can single-handedly enter into anywhere, no matter how much death, the promise that is there. That's why I went to the forbidden forest of Africa. To chase out those who believe that they have demonic power. 
We don't have to pray to do that. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and all that dwell therein. More are those who are with us than those who are against us. What can God not do? What can God not do? Even from what he has done, we know that he has done what no man can do. Come on now. Do you recognize? That is the one you received, at least inside you. Stop sinning. Did you hear me? Stop sinning. It's not delicious. Therefore, if you connect what I taught you all to last week, you can understand what I'm taking you through now in the next 16 minutes. I told you to live a victorious life. Number one, you must be strong in the Lord. Number two, you must put on the full armor of God. Number three, you must identify your enemy. Your enemy is the devil, not your, you know, your mother-in-law, your father-in-law. However, from that Ephesians chapter 6, from verse 10 to 18, we found out you cannot put on the armor of God if you have not put off the works of flesh. You cannot. They don't work together. You cannot go to the school of medicine with a curriculum of carpentry or plumbing. I would mean now. There are two different things. You have to put off yourself, your flesh. You have to disconnect with people, men, who work in the flesh. The things that work against your mind and spirit, that's what we have read for the past one week or two. From Ephesians, Colossians, really Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, and Philippians. And then Thessalonians, we are doing right now. That is all what it's about. In the book of Romans, chapter 13, verse 12, it says, The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. That is the coming of the Lord Jesus. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness, lust in your eyes, evil thoughts in your brain. Switch it off. Everything that can enhance sin. Every association that can help you into sin, cut them off. You don't need them. I was speaking to global ministers yesterday about enablers of leadership, things that enable leadership. And I told them, for Alfred Williams, I came to this world alone. My mother did not give back to my wife. When I came, I didn't know her. She didn't know me. So she cannot be a hindrance to my eternity. We work together because we agree that we are both going to heaven. The day, if it happens, it will never happen with her, of course. But I'm saying this for many of you. If my wife or your husband will be the one that will detire from heaven, shut the door. That's what Jesus said. Cut it off! You may live together... But you cannot work together. I will not for love for my wife trade my eternity. Forget it. So my wife cannot disturb me or hinder me from my work with God. No matter how much I love her. Where the love has boundaries that. None of my children can. My church cannot. My wealth cannot. My academics cannot. There is a boundary I set by myself. That if anything I meet on earth cross that boundary, I cut that thing off forever. Forever. I will not feel it again that I cut it off. Why? I came alone. I will stand before judgment seat alone. And I can go anytime. I always tell my wife, and we always discuss this, that the day you wake up in the morning, that is a good morning. A day is coming that you will not utter that again. You will sleep. And they will wake you up. Or you are gone. It's your carcass. They can do whatever they like with the carcass. And that day, no man determines it. But God. Therefore, put off everything that can hinder you. 
You can live without anything you met on earth. Okay? However, it is the will of God that everything that He gives you on earth should be used for the purpose of heaven. Do you understand me? Put off. My house will not be a house of backbiting. It will not be a house of frontbiting. It will not be a house of maligning people. Not in my house. It cannot happen under my roof. It is a culture embedded in the whole of my family. You will not. There is no door for that to come in. Whatsoever is good, whatsoever is lovely, if there be any good report of virtue, consider you this. Don't allow the devil the deeds of the flesh. Put it off. Switch it off. <clears throat> that was a question asked yesterday by a minister that I answered. Somebody asked a question that, you know, how do you deal with a minister that is the wife? And I'm saying that because it's useful for this meeting. How do you deal with a minister that you have some girls who will come to church only to seduce the pastor? You know that the question is authentic? And I quickly said to, the, to them in reply that, the same way, how do you deal with a minister who is a woman, and then men came to church to seduce her? It goes vice versa now. Am I talking the truth? How you deal with it? You do nothing. Do you know why? Because your doing have nothing to do with the conduct of that other person. You get me? A person will commit adultery, whether they seduce him or what, he will go and seduce himself. Because it is in his, enshrined in his bone marrow. Okay? So what do you do? Nothing. Because your doors cannot hinder other people's deeds. It is the duty of each person to put off. Those of you who have been with me for a long time understand what I'm talking about. Seduce. There are some words that should not exist in the vocabulary of born again. <clears throat> I have been isolated in my house in this country. Pastor Debbie is a witness of that because she was with me at the time. Many years ago, a woman came to my house in London where my wife was not with me. Really, she was not able to come. Because at that time, her job didn't bring her to England. And the woman came and opened her nakedness like this. Her breasts out, nipples out. She was wearing spaghetti, short, short minis. And then a skirt. Is this what you call it, skirt? Here. No pants. She entered my house, covering herself. And she threw out the cover. Her breasts was out like that. And she sat, I sat down, she sat opposite me and opened her laps. Okay? And say, hey, I'm sick, I'm sick. Putting her hand in her breast. The one who lives in me rose in me. And I said, I was going to, the first time in my life, I determined in my heart to curse a man. As I was going to open my mouth to curse her. What was in my spirit? Mad straight, and she will go through the street mad. No, no doctor will heal her. The Holy Spirit calm me down. Says, don't do that. And I said to her, Elizabeth, I called her three times. I said, how many times did I call you? He said, three times. I said, I, I came to show you life. You are accepted to be a messenger of Satan to come and destroy me. I said, God saved you today that I did not utter what I was going to say. You would have been mad forever. Quick, she sat up. Hey, I'm sorry, Daddy. If I, if before I opened my eyes, she was at the door. She was at the door. For me not to fall is the word of God here. Not because of prayer of anybody. Not because my wife, my wife was not there. Atlantic Ocean divided us. No member of my church was there as to know if I fell. But somebody was there. 
The one who knew me before I was born. The one in whose presence no man shall hide. If God blesses me like this in this season, with his power, don't be envious of me. God will allow you to be proved and be tested. After, after knowing him, I'm talking about. It is your obligation not to disgrace him. You have a choice to listen to the, the devil and carry out his deeds, or you listen to Christ. Whoever you listen to will give you a gift for listening to them. You listen to the devil, his gift is shame. Proverbs chapter 6 and 7 talk about that. End of it is, is death. You listen to Christ <laughs> before you call, he answers. Put up the deeds of the flesh. I said to you sometimes that if anybody comes to church and you think that you come here to come and sin, it's better you don't come at all. People like you, you are not wanted here. Go into the world far so that you sin terrible. You get what I'm saying now? It is a waste of your life to come to church and be living in sin. Your life is bamboozed, wasted by Satan. Because you will not enjoy the benefit of God and you will enjoy the punishment of the devil. What a miserable life that will be. Listen to me, therefore. I need help. I need help. You don't. You need information. And that's what you are getting. What you do with information is what determines what happens to you. Put off. Why should you put off the deeds of darkness? Look at Verse 12. <coughs> verse 12 of that scripture. What do you see? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That is Ephesians 6. But against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark, dark world, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness or forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Give me the King James Version. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness, and against spiritual hosts of evil or spiritual wickedness in high places. Satan is wicked. His messengers are wicked. Both human and spiritual, they are wicked to 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 the extreme. The devil come to kill, steal, and destroy. Don't let him. Don't let him. The devil cannot bear a name you did not give him. No one can say it's your friend unless you call him your friend. Okay? If someone says that I'm, I'm his friend or I'm her friend, and you didn't call that person your friend, that's an imposter. He's a lie, he's a deceiver, he deceives himself. The reason why you should put off the works of, of, of darkness and put on the armor of light is because your, your, your struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness. Verse 13 says, therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil come, it will come. When, he says, you may be able to stand. Because, you see, when the day of evil shall come, any record you have with the devil is what he will pull out to fight you. Jesus said, the prince of this world came to me, he found nothing. Understand. This. What about if a Christian has been falling into things like that? You fell into things like that before. Can that be a deterrent for you for life? No. If you are falling, repent from where you are falling. But repent means feel sorry, ask God for mercy, and turn away from it and hate it. That's repentance. You cannot repent of one thing twice. Why? That's no repentance. It means that you may confess it, but you didn't repent of it. If you repent of something, you don't go back to it because you have understood the, the, the danger, the gravity of that thing. That you hate it. You hate it. You hate that thing happen to your life. And then you begin to fight against it to deliver people who now come under it. That is pure repentance. I will together now. You cannot put on the armor if you don't put off 
the previous one. What is the fundamental weapon that you need then? Put off the old self. After you have done that, look at the first Peter chapter five, chapter five, verse eight to nine. First Peter five, eight. Be self-controlled and alert. <clears throat> That's the first fundamental weapon you need. He says, your enemy, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour, 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 devour. You know what devour is? You need to see lion. When lion is talking, it's prey. Once they get the weak one, they go for it. You know, when you watch it on, on, the, on the television, you, 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 pity will begin to come to your heart. That this one is a gunner. When the lion bombard, I have seen lions, hungry lions, plural. And they were stalking. The moment one went for one, every lion left, the others ran away, and they surrounded this little um, gazelle or whatever. In seconds, that gazelle was no more because each one of them was it was alive, and they all were biting the, the gazelle together because all of them want to have their feel. All right, and that is what that scripture is saying: devour. Devour. Demons are looking for someone to devour. The moment you step into the realm of death, they attack from everywhere. Even the one that is going for another era will stop and attack you. How long will you be a prey to be devoured? While your simple instruction is just put off your old self. Talk, 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 talk. Stop. Better read. Especially COVID time. People need to read more. In this COVID time, to be relevant, read Bible, read your, your, your profession, be correct. Things are changing every day. Instead of to, 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 or telephone, hello, <coughs> hello for what? <coughs> you don't have anything to say. Ah, hey, 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 hey. Just switch off your telephone. If that's what you first hear, say hello. Hey, 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 hey. You know, the next thing that will happen cannot be of God. Listen to me. It then says, after self-control, resist him, the devil, standing firm in faith. Now I'll give you the weapons to resist the devil, and we're going to stop. Resist the devil. Self-control, resisting the devil. You know, the first one is put off the old armor, put on. That is, put off flesh, and then put on God. Then, self-control. And then, Resist the devil. And it says, Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 36, verse 3 to 6. Second Corinthians 10, 3. For though we live in the world, we do not war against the, like the world do. The weapon of our warfare are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they, are, they have divine power to demolish stronghold. We'll talk about that some other time. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. You can understand. So when you talk about stronghold demolition, you are talking about arguments or thoughts they are talking about that go in your mind. Alright? And every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. That is the deception of Satan. You war against it. You watch out for it. You resist it and you capture it. And it says, and making, or, and we make captive every thought to make them obedience to Christ. Simple. So, strong goal is this. Satan does not have power, but he has schemes. The power that he may exercise is always communicated through schemes. Even the people in the world, Satan cannot rule over them until he has deceived them first. Because whoever, the way God created humanity, whoever you surrender your mind to becomes your ruler. You surrender, if you, if you are employed in an office, and you are an old man, and they brought someone to you who is uh, the age of your son or your daughter, and they said, this is your boss. Okay? The moment you have that information, it changes the whole of your attitude towards that person. Though he's the same, he's the classmate of your son. Okay? So you can't deal with him like you did with your son at home, because he's your boss. 
Are you with me now? So information. Whoever in your mind that instructs your mind is the one that can control you. So, therefore, any thought that comes to your mind, the Bible says, subject it to Christ's doctrine before you accept it. If it's contrary to what the Bible says, resist it. Then you are victorious. <laughs> you are victorious. Oh, can someone say, I have a weak mind? That's a lie. You don't. Because what you think you want to eat daily is what you eat. Isn't it? So if your mind can decide to eat Kentucky today, and you drive yourself to Kentucky, or you find a way to Kentucky and eat the Kentucky, and then tomorrow you feel, you know, I just want to eat pap, and you drink pap. Oh, I need to take custard. And you go and buy custard. Okay? If you can do that, so you can say no to Satan, and you can say yes to God. Simple. Simple. You rule over your own mental thought. I did a lecture with you last year for weeks, about eight weeks on your heart, your mind, and your, your thinking. Listen to me. Instead of your thought taking you captive, the Bible says you should take your thought captive. Let me give you this hint. Every success you have today is because you took the thought of that success captive. Okay? All of you who have careers today, there are some of us when they do, you feel like going to school. The first thing that came to your, your mind is fear. At this age, can I? And if you are a young person, you enter university, you are ex- ex- you know, very, very you know, excited that you are going to study a course. And the first three months in that university, you were thinking that, ah, <laughs> I didn't know that this is what it is. <laughs> Should I not back off from this course? And then you said, no, I will, go, I will continue. And then by the time three months is over, you go to the, fourth month, the, the second quarter, you discover that, oh, I can capture this. And you came out with distinction. The thoughts you don't take captive will take you captive. And that's the reason why no one can say before God, Satan made me do something. No, no, Satan can't make you do anything. Anything you did is your decision. Take note of this, and when next I come into your midst, maybe in this week, I'm going to finish. No, 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 no. Tonight, we are completing this in, in our prayer. If you look further in the record of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14, he now explained to you details of this weapon that you need to be armed with. One, truth. Second, righteousness. Third, peace. Fourth, faith. Fifth, salvation. And then finally, the word of God. And having done all this, he now wrapped it up and said, pray in the Holy Spirit. I want to treat that praying the Holy Spirit in the month of February. Because it's the month of power. Every Christian can speak in tongues. Every Christian should speak in tongues. The Bible says so. So if the Bible says you should do something, what ought you do? Seek it with all your heart. Understanding that on earth, what you seek is what you get. What you don't have is what you don't seek. When you set your heart to gain something, you get it. So simple with God. So he says, verse 14, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And verse 16 says, In addition to this, all this, take up the shield of faith in which, with which you can extinguish all flaming darts and arrows of the evil one. Then 17 says, Take the helmet of salvation, the sword and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then he says in verse 18, Pray in, your, in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests, with this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all the sins. We're going to stop there today. But I guarantee you tonight, in our home studies, we are looking at verse 14 to verse 17. That is our concentration in this, today's um, um, Bible study in the evening. If you have not been joining that prayer line, I beg you to do so for yourself. 
Because many people, thousands of people across the globe are joining the prayer line. And even some are asking us quickly, if we are too, too late to go on live, they will begin to send texts. These are people who are not necessarily members of Christ with Tabernacle. Some of them are joining us right now all over the world. But I want to say this to you. <clears throat> we are in the end time, the ebb of age. And you have seen coronavirus coming. But I told you, something worse than coronavirus will come. But remember... I said to you, within 2023 to 25, don't forget, it will come. Because coronavirus will be exterminated by God's mercy in this season that we are. And then the world will go wild again. They will now go wilder because of the, of the delusion of Satan. Once coronavirus is totally abated, write me down, you will see some festival celebrated across the globe of lucifer you will see government voting money to celebrate those festivals this is what they did before that provoked god to send coronavirus god sent coronavirus not satan satan don't send plague it's god i've shown you that in the bible and that's the reason why when god sent plague okay if you look at second chronicles chapter 7 verse 13 it tells you that Economic crisis is caused by God, not by, by uh, anybody's blunder. It's caused by God. When people worship money, God will just offset the agenda of the world. And I told you, you have witness of that in this pulpit, that there's going to be an economic crisis 2020. And I told you again and again and again for about four or five years. And when we got to 2019, I told you next year, which is 2020, there will be economic crashes. And it happened. So, I told you in 2020 that there will be plague this year few days time few weeks time and it happened few days time after that january 6 because god is sending it all right if you look at that seven corinthians seven seven chronicles chapter 7 verse 13 very very quickly you will see what it says when i shut up heaven it's only god who can shut heaven up so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour your land that is famine or send plague is only God who sent plague. All right, among the people. What he says in verse 14 If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and, re- and, change, and, and turn away from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. I remember last year God told us He will give cure to diseases. To the world. And I told you, I was standing here when I stopped and said, Who are all the doctors in this church? Or those of you did science into that area of medicine, go and research. Did you not remember? Yes? Wave to me if you had remembered that. Alright? And God said, Mark the month of October and the month of December. Let me say this to you. Therefore, vaccine is the answer to our prayer. He said, I will heal the land. How many evangelists can go around the world to be laying hands on people who have coronavirus? Number them for me. If that virus was a plague, move like that. The only thing that can do it is the vaccine. He says, if they pray, I will heal, I will forgive sin, and I will heal the land. And God had told us in this house that they, he will give cure. And he told us the month of October. And I was watching television this morning before I came. I was amazed to hear. They brought four uh, uh, professionals. One of them is a lawyer. Because all this issue of vaccine also has to do with law, intellectual property. So I was very, very interested in the analysis of these professors of immunology. And what one of them said is that it is a mystery that medical industry was able to produce vaccine in 10 months. He said, we have no understanding of how it happened. He said, but using all the technologies available. Then he said another thing. He said, it is a mystery for the first time that big institutions who are enemies... In, in, you know, who, who they produce um, the, the, the vaccines. They are vaccine producers. The three largest vaccine producers, two of them, you know, they work against themselves. No one wants the secret of the other one to be known. He said, but it's a mystery that for the first time, I'm quoting the bad, that they now collaborated to produce vaccine. 
He said it never happened in history. And then the next mystery said that, look, the next mystery is that something had to do in law on intellectual property. Because under intellectual property, what you produce, nobody can touch it for a period of time, maybe about 20 years or whatever, 15 years or 20 years. I did that in my LLB. However, but for humanity now, there is now a clamor that that curtain should be turned down. So that other companies can use those formula and understand it. All the vaccine produced came from chemical composition. They did not come from human being. Okay? And I'm saying this. Look, let me say this where I go and, and, and sit down. If you are a member of CFT or you hear my voice across the globe, if you refuse to take vaccine, when you catch coronavirus, don't go to hospital. Don't attempt it. Because you'll be very hypocritical that you are going to doctors to treat you when they have a thing for you to prevent yourself. It's very, very ironical. You will not blame doctors. You will not blame your pastor. You will not blame God. You blame yourself. Because I told you 27th of January last year, I was standing here. When God showed me, a delusion is coming from Satan to delude the world. So that he may kill them. And I warned you, don't decide to be deluded. If anyone says that it is a spiritual thing not to take vaccine, I'm so sorry for you. You do not even, you have not even seen an angel in your life. No, no, you haven't seen an angel in your life. We who see Jesus, who see angels, are telling you, you are saying that. So I met a minister who said to me that, Apostle, don't you have faith? I said, no. When I'm going back to Ijebu village, where they worship Satan, you have faith. Follow me. Follow me, you have faith. Don't be deluded. Don't be deluded. If Satan cannot delude believers, he cannot have access to them. We prayed, God said that we heal. And God sent healing. And some, some people are fracassing in their brain, talking nonsense, diving into areas that they have no knowledge and if you believe them, I'm so sorry for you. I don't expect anybody who hears me to be fooled. Because you can probe me, you can ask me questions, and I can answer you. I would get that. Apart from the fact that you may have to see your doctor and check your biology whether you have reactions against it. But to say that that vaccine is of the devil, whoever said that lost totally what heaven is saying you are my witnesses i stood here when i told you in january i told you that there will be plague a few days time it will linger for months i told you there will be economic crisis but god will protect us and he did and god will bless us in the midst of economic crisis he did extremely last year financially people in this house you know testimonies are mind-blowing in finances and he's still doing it and I told you that I will cure that last year. And I gave you the month of October and December. And this cure came on October and it was rolled out in December. And doctors, these are, these are geniuses in the field of medicine. They are saying that it is a mystery. When medical doctors agree that something is a mystery, you know they, they are reluctant to say that. That man, the only thing that he could not see, he did not say is that this is God. But what it means is that this is the hand of God. Because he said, all of us who are intelligent people in the field of medicine and of prevention and stuff, cure, he said, we, are, we, we do not understand this. It happened, it's a mystery. Okay, so, I will say this to you, don't be deluded. But for Satan, you need to be put off, you need to put off the old armor, put on the armor of righteousness, put off the deeds of the flesh, you need to be very, very much, you know, alert, self-control, resist the devil. You need to recognize that the battle is not against flesh, but against spirits and powers. And you need to resist him firmly in your faith. And then we look at the rest tonight. Let's bow our heads where we are. The God and my King, I thank you for all your people. You are God and there is no other. 
We receive your word. But we need strength to be reminded when we face issues. Especially that the Holy Spirit will bring to our memory the word that is applicable at a time. So Lord, I ask you, Father, that you will feel also God with the strength of heaven, with the spirit of wisdom, as you said in First Kings chapter four, verse twenty-nine. It says God gave Solomon wisdom and great insight, and a breadth of understanding as measureless as the sand of the seashore. Breathe upon us, Lord breath of understanding as measureless as the seashore grant us wisdom and great insight in this season so that what you have embedded in us as destiny which should help humanity we can manifest them now and humanity can be redeemed from the dilemma of lucifer Father, we bless and glorify your name. Anyone who is under my voice that was sick, you are discharged from your illness. In the name of Jesus, I command your bowels to be healed. I command your womb to be healed. I command your body to be healed. The cells of your body, I command them to be healed in the name of Jesus. I command every pain in your joints and bones and marrow to vanish in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak the healing power of God upon your head, from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, to radiate down your body, organs trans- transplanted and be changed to brand new one. Let healing flow like river into everybody who is hearing me from your ears you are made whole in the name of jesus even your nose you are made whole sinuses dry up completely in the name of jesus every form of pain i cause you to die in the name of jesus christ of nazareth thank you father because it's done as we ask this in jesus anointed name amen i want to give altar call please let's bow our heads where we are if you know that